and we are live. Welcome to the first visual and audio experience of the Protein Bites podcast. My name is Adriano. I'm your host for today. Welcome to the Riz Fitness Studio, the podcasting space. As you can see, some sound deadening technology and <laughs> all the rest, all the bells and whistles. Uh, so hopefully this podcast makes it out to you guys and uh, hopefully uh, it brings you guys some value. Had a really good weekend away. Um, I went over to a place called Allah. That's the Arabic version. Yuladula, the Australian version, and Aladala, the more um, dignified way of pronouncing the suburb that I visited. Uh, went for some dinner, a few things, stayed at an Airbnb by myself, actually. Uh, something that I really look forward to is spending a lot of time in solitude because it's that discomfort that you learn a lot about yourself during. I really like putting myself in, you know, controllable, uncomfortable positions. It was a very full-on week for me last week. And, uh, and yeah, it just seemed to be the thing, number one thing that remedied uh, my dis-ease, my uncomfortable uncomfortability with self in the last week a lot of things were happening so uh this was just awesome i went out to a place called rick stein's uh which is like a it was a michelin star restaurant i believe don't think it is anymore but like spent like three hours there which typically i'm not really that good at like i can't sit in places very long like i'm pretty um not anxious but pretty like Oh, what's the best word to describe? I, I suppose I struggle sitting down at times. Uh, so I'm learning to get better at that. And part of doing that is putting myself in uncomfortable positions where I'm forced to sort of sit there in my uncomfortability. And I just love it. I absolutely love it. It's just so nice to, you know, learn a little bit more about myself and, and uh, you know, enjoy my own company. It's, a lot, it's something that a lot of people don't do. So anyway, that was my weekend, a nice little wrap up. Uh, some exciting things on the horizon. I might be buying a personal training studio, like a, a business. It's like boot camp based, uh, but it kind of opened my eyes to sort of what's possible and, and the caliber of person I'm being as a business operator. My studio at the moment is at capacity, uh, which is like a place I've wanted to be at for five years. So uh, it's a really nice position to be in for the first time in my life. Financially, I'm stable. You know, I've got a regular income. Uh, that I'm in control of with ads and all that sort of stuff. So it's quite amazing and I'm very grateful that I've worked this hard to, to, to get here. So look, a lot of cool things happening for me. As per usual, I give you guys the update of what's going on for me and my life. But talking to you guys today about mindful eating versus calorie counting and a few other things I wanted to talk about. This is a very touchy subject. I want to talk about obesity and my problem with taking on obese clients because uh, nobody really wants to talk about it and and I'm very comfortable talking about uncomfortable things so I want to talk about mindful eating versus calorie counting now a lot of you'll see if you pay attention to a lot of people who are in the social media space uh, fitness coaches they'll talk about mindful eating now if I was mindfully eating, mind you, 99% of the pe people on this fucking planet Earth, myself included at times, we are not mindful, okay? Everybody rushes to work, everybody gets out of bed, they're fucking off out of the house, 
their head's already 10 steps ahead uh, of, of where they are in their current physical spot. If I'm in the car in the morning, I'm already at the studio thinking about what I'm doing there. We aren't present a lot of the time. I mean, I'm getting a lot better at it, mind you, but for the majority of people as well that don't even understand what mindfulness is, being present with yourself. And so uh, to make people mindfully eat when they can't even get to their goal weight, they can't even prove to me or themselves that they're capable of doing it on their own. Why would you give them a tool like mindful eating? Makes no sense. It's like you already can't do this to any level of competency, but we're going to layer on something a bit more complicated for you to grasp in the hope that you nail it or, or whatever, right? And I just think it's an incredibly flawed way of, of approaching the whole entire scenario. Like it's just, yeah, I just think it's, it's, like, it's like running before you can walk. Now, am I someone that mindfully eats? Fuck no. Have I been looking after my health and my diet for 14 years? Yes. Have I done bodybuilding shows? Have I done, you know, prep for kickboxing competitions that I never made it to, mind you, because I was, you know, fuck that, <laughs> being honest. Um, have I prepped for a bunch of other things in my life? Yeah, I have. Um, and I'm still not at a place where I can mindfully eat. But where I am at is I understand that my caloric needs for the day are 2,500 if I want to lose weight at a very at a very reasonable rate. So that means I need to have five meals that have 500 calories in them. Pretty easy. Or I can have four meals, more or less, give or take, that have like 600 calories in them. And so armed with that knowledge, well, then all you need to do is find four meals that have 600 calories in them. And whatever they are, you can eat them. I don't care if it's a fucking burger. Because most of the time you go to McDonald's, like a Grand Angus or whatever the fuck, probably going to be about 600, 700 calories anyway. I know... KFC have like little fillet burgers, they're like 500 calories. So the better you get at understanding and counting calories and understanding where your limits are for each meal, then you can almost be like mindless about the stuff that you're eating. You don't have to think too much. Four chicken tenderloins out of Porto's, 500 calories with the dipping sauce, 60 grams of protein. Keep that one in the noggin. But it's things like that that are going to help you progress more towards your goals and be like, I just, I want to be mindful because <clears throat> you just don't want to be accountable. And that's the thing that a lot of people need when they come to a personal training studio. And what I need and what every human needs is accountability because we walk through life without anybody holding us accountable to the things that we need to be held accountable to. It's just the facts. A lot of people think it's like cute, or whatever, or like, ha, ha, ha. But the reality is you're like, it's quite sad when you see people not wanting to be accountable because they'd rather abandon themselves. And if you want to find the quickest way to not reach your goals, it's to not be accountable. I need guidance. You need guidance. Imagine your boss hired you, onboarded you, and then let you do what you want. Do you think you do a good job versus him being there? Week in, week out. Or her being there? Week in, week out. You wouldn't. And if you're saying that you would, you're full of shit. <laughs> you are so far up your own ass. It's amazing. So 
it's things like that where it's like, okay, well, yeah, sure. Accountability works really great for me. Accountability outside of work when maybe I don't want to be accountable to myself because it's hard and I've got to show up for myself and I've got to work. That's where you get a lot of people who go, I want to mindfully eat and like, I just don't track calories because it doesn't work for me. Well, no, you're just not accountable to anybody or yourself. And you're just running around like fucking, <laughs> like a headless chook pointing fingers at everybody else but yourself. And that sort of attitude just fucking shits me to no end. Honestly, I think I, I grew up with a very non-accountable set of parents and uh, everything was constantly flipped. And so I just, I have so much, and this is my stuff, obviously, but I have so much disdain for people that just don't want to be accountable to stuff. I just go, you're fucking, you're wasting your time on this earth because you just, you don't care. And it's sad. And I hate seeing people waste, waste their, uh, waste their life. You know what I mean? Anyway, that's a big deeper discussion. <laughs> it's a deeper discussion for another time, but I do like going off cuff. So if you guys see mindful eating out there, fuck it off. It's not for you and it's not for me. I like to think that regardless, I'm a big, strong individual. I've been doing this for 14 years. I'm still very much general population in my approach to health and fitness. I need balance. I need variety. I, I really enjoy going out for cocktails and stuff with partners and whatever else. I love that stuff. That stuff makes me so happy. Uh, and so I think I identify more with general population than like an athletic population, which are, you should never base your, um, your goals on. Because the minute you start thinking, well, uh, who is that fucking idiot? Not idiot, that's a bit much. Uh, who is that? Not Michael Phelps. Is it Michael Phelps? Who's the American guy? Is it Michael Phelps? Maybe, anyway. Whoever the American version of like our swimming guy was, the top 100 meter swim, sprinter or 50 meter sprinter or whatever, he had like five or 6,000 calories a day. Or like, no, it was like 12,000 or something ridiculous, right? Um, and he, nobody could ever eat that much food unless you're a 200 kilo strongman. Um, but they made it seem like that was his thing. And so everybody tried it. Everyone got on the wagon. Oh, maybe I can, you know, maybe I need the Michael Phelps diet. So you don't need the fucking Michael Phelps. You're not Michael Phelps. Shut up. And so people will take what they want to hear and something that sounds sexy and run with it. And it's just like, no, that's why you all need guidance. Everyone listening to this needs fucking accountability and guidance. And calorie counting is how you do that. You either have the numbers there or you don't. You know, and, and that's, that's the end of it. So I guess that's my take on, on mindful eating versus calorie counting. Calorie counting is uh, a science. It's maths. Or it's maths. I suppose it's maybe a science. I don't know. But it analyzes your habits when you have food, when you don't have food, and has a look at the impact of what your dietary decisions are later on in the day. So you can see what you had for breakfast. And typically, nine times out of ten, if that's a shit show, your dinner's going to be a shit show too. So it informs of us of our behavior. It informs us of a lot of other stuff um, and and gives us some maths and numbers to back it up to confirm or well, you're doing the right thing or you're not. Okay, so that's just my take on mindful eating and calorie counting. Hope that helps a little bit. Mindful eating, no, stupid. But strategic eating, yes, got it. So I've trained a few clients and... Uh, and 
it's really hard for me to say as someone that's a compassionate coach and this can be taken way out of context no problem and i don't really give a fuck if it is because like you're a dick if you're taking things that i say out of context but training if you're an obese client that is looking to do personal training you should see a therapist first and i mean that you should see a therapist first if you're somebody that struggles with binge eating disorder or any sort of other stuff you should probably see a therapist first if you're someone that's you know any any of that stuff um your ability to interact with a diet and exercise program is going to be so far behind everybody else and this is just coming from recent experience and past experience i don't typically get a lot of people who are like you know need to lose 30 or 40 kilos uh but there's been a few in the recent year and all of them and this is very anecdotal meaning my personal experience which doesn't hold much merit in in the broad scheme of scientific you know information you know uh but my anecdotal experience is and and, and you can easily see how this could be true is people who have I mean, fuck, when I was 120 kilos, I wasn't in the best state mentally either. So maybe it's a nod to that as well. But if you're someone that doesn't have regular exercise in their life, has no control over their diet, therefore probably no control over their mood because they emotionally eat, then probably no accountability because they don't really know what they're doing with it and they're not accountable to themselves. So there's no level of like check-in or uh, finger pointing back at themselves in order to encourage change. This is where I see some things going wrong and it's, it's, it's hard from a coaching perspective because I just don't think that personal training is the way out for a lot of these people who are obese. I think it starts up top. I really do. It starts with a walk and you should maybe set a goal with your therapist to go for a walk every day uh, and then set a, set a goal to you know, drink only water you know, or diet sugar-free cordial or whatever the fuck you want to drink. Right? But you should set some small health-based goals so your weight comes down. And then you should go and jump in with a personal trainer once you've lost 10, 20 kilos. If you can't lose that 10 or 20 kilos, that is not your personal trainer's fault. That's your fault. Because you're either depressed, anxious, whatever it is. But that's your stuff as somebody that is obese and has let their health get out of hand and has self-abandoned for years in order to put on that weight. That's your stuff. That's not your PT stuff. Your PT is designed to give you a plan Here's your food you should eat. Here's the exercise you should do. And let's learn what fits you best. That is what your PT's job is to do. Find, tailor a plan for you. It's PT's job isn't to navigate complex psychological um, complex psychological behaviors and uh, mental illnesses. It's not. Can you be someone that is healthy and go through bouts of depression and need exercise? Absolutely. But I dare say if you're someone that's in a healthy weight range, you've probably got less problems than somebody who's, who's obese and has depression. I'm just going to outward say that that's, they've got more problems probably than you do. Obviously, I'm generalizing. There's exception to the rule. But let's say if you're someone who's holding on to 130 kilos and struggles to walk up steps without being bre out of breath or at all, uh, or without knee pain or hip pain or anything like that, uh, I think you've got a lot more problems uh, on your hand than somebody who is, you know, of a healthy weight and depressed. Um, just because there's more <laughs> stuff that you've got to deal with and walk through. So, um, 
it's really tricky as a coach. You know, I, I love training everybody. You know, I love helping people. But in a lot of the cases, people that are 130, 120 kilos don't really want to help themselves. Let's say you've put all that weight on in a year. Fair play. I think like I've put on 10 kilos, 15 kilos probably, or oh, 10 kilos in a year. I've put on 10 kilos in a year. Um, and then I got it off. I'm getting it off. I got eight or seven or eight of it off. Um, and I wasn't in a good spot mentally, you know, um, but I was able to pull myself out only because I think it was a short lived, you know, one year is not a, a whole four, five, 10, 20 years of, of living in an obese body or self abandoning through food for 10 to 20 years. Because once you've got those habits there, it's really hard. But if I was a personal trainer and I was obese, sorry, I was just cracking my back. Um, if I was a personal trainer and I was obese, but I trained still, it'd be easy for me to come back from that. But if you're someone that's really overweight and obese, um, you've probably got a lot of depression. You've probably got a lot of anxiety that's undiagnosed and really poor emotional eating behaviors. So my advice is if you're someone that is struggling with their weight, I'd go see a psychologist first and work on getting your health in order and focusing on your health. Because if you do that, focus on healthy eating and focus on healthy interactions with food, your weight will come off in no time at all. You literally need to cough and like and eat moderately okay when you're over 110 kilos, let's say, depending on the height, whatever. Let's say if you're over 30% body fat. If you're over 30% body fat, you literally need to cough and you'll lose a kilo. Like your body does not want to sustain that weight. It is your poor interactions, relationships with food and the level of stress and the level of emotional eating that you've developed that is keeping you at that weight. So um, just some things to consider because that, that yeah, if you're, if you're someone that struggles with that or you know someone that struggles with that, I highly, um, I highly recommend getting that person to go see a therapist or, or something like that first off because they're going through some stuff and they need to be supported before a PT can then support them. It's like, I don't know, it's pretty much the reverse of going to a GP to find a specialist problem. Like you need to do the reverse. You need to go find a specialist and then go see a GP, which is in this analogy, a PT. Anyway, I hope this helped. I know it's a very touchy subject and I don't really like to talk about it too much because I know it will upset some people. Um, but as someone that has a psych background, degree in psychology, undergrad at least, um, and, and obviously a wealth of experience with personal trainer and dealing with uh, obese populations, for the most part, by and large, not in all cases, but generally speaking, if you're someone that's obese, you, 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 you probably have a lot of you know, depression and, and different things going on. And that is manifested in your interactions with your relationship with food because you're putting on all this weight. Um, and that shows poor impulse control, poor emotional regulation skills, and poor stress-relieving behaviors, really. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm only saying this because I know it in a smaller dose. I never got to the point where I was obese, but um, I'm saying it because part of that story is in me, and I think um, it'd be a great idea if you're someone that is you know, 30% uh, body fat or over to, to go see some help and, and uh, to take charge that way and then go see a, 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 a professional. Okay, well, guys, welcome to the first video experience of the Protein Bites podcast. I hope this was somewhat 
engaging, enjoyable. Uh, I don't really know how to do all this sort of stuff, so it's new to me. Hopefully, I'll make it better every episode. But until then, love yous, mic drop, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Cheers.